Good evening, everybody. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're joining us on the Crossways podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Germany, and we're broadcasting live from Holly Hill Church of Christ. And where with me, I got my good friend, Logan Richardson, with me. And we'll be discussing what it means or what goodness is really all about. So, Logan, it's good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, like I was telling you earlier, uh, I'm in Texas now, and, and Texas is cool, so so life is cool. Is everything bigger in Texas? 100%. Sky, roads, cars, trucks, everything. <laughs> Everything's bigger. Yeah. I did, I actually, I interned in Texas for my first internship. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't tell you that. Uh, I was in, uh, let's see, a place called Holly Lake Ranch. It was about 30 miles north of Tyler, Texas. And uh, the rose capital of the world, they have lots of roses there, in case, you know, rose capital, a lot of roses. It was really interesting. Uh, they had, like, you know how they have people who sell, like, random stuff out of their trucks, you know, in other states? No, they had people selling, like, I have a hundred dozen roses in my truck. You want some for, like, five bucks? I was like, sure, uh, I'll take some roses, you know. Uh, I'll, you know, Catherine was coming to visit, and I was like, I'll just buy a bunch of roses. And um, I think I did that. Maybe I'm making that up. You, you'd have to ask her. It would and, make sense. Um, if you yeah. were ever going to do it, you should do it when they're like $5. Just don't Absolutely. Tell them. Yeah, they're normally like 25 bucks, a, a, you know, a dozen or something crazy like that. But, no, I had a good time there. It was uh, a lot of retirees, I believe, from the Dallas area moved in that area. So it was really cool. But uh, you are now, I said, a freshman at Freed Hardman. It's yep, hard to imagine because I think, was it 2000, let's see, 2010, I think I did my internship in Seneca. Yep, that sounds right. Where I got to meet you and, and your family, and, and that was a, a fun experience, and uh, I enjoyed that summer, and uh, at your, you know, your dad was a few weeks ago on our podcast, yep. and uh, I had to keep the tradition. We had to have more Richardson, you know. Unfortunately, it's a lot of. Would you think that was a good idea? But (laughs) well, we have a lot of Clemson now, and I'm like, oh no, I don't know how I feel about this. And uh, I shouldn't be wearing the Braves shirt. I should be wearing the Clemson shirt. What was I thinking? uh, That well, I'm glad you're you're choosing not to. And uh, even though I don't like the Braves, um, I I can't say much though. I'm an Astros fan, and uh, apparently, we're talking about goodness in a little bit. And, I, and I'm not sure goodness and Astros really go hand in hand right now. I yeah. mean, uh, I like I like my boy Bregman. You know, Bregman's an LSU guy, and uh, I like his apology. He said, "I'm sorry." You know, it's pretty pretty generic. You know, I was like, I like that guy. You know, you know he he has his you know he's an interesting fella. But uh, we are talking about goodness. You saw that transition there. You that know, was, that, that, that 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 was pretty smooth. But uh, you know, as we're thinking about goodness, we we just talked about kindness last week. And, uh, you know, um, I know uh, Doug did a good job, and uh, I'm thankful for, for him. And, you know, Doug was our minister growing up in Baton Rouge, and then I got to see him and, uh, at Freed Hardeman. But, you know, we talked a lot about what kindness really was. And last week we said kindness was, and I like the definition of, the humbling giving of ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. You know, people who don't maybe deserve it, who, you know, won't thank us for it, and, uh what was the other one? I'm um, forgetting the definition. That's awful. But a lot of times we kind of confuse kindness and goodness as almost being the same thing. Mm-hmm. And and they're really not. And I know you and I were talking about this before, and I liked how you were talking about that. And uh, 
And I love for those who are who are watching live, tell us what you think goodness really is and maybe why it's different than kindness. And Logan, you had some pretty good thoughts earlier before we went live. Yeah, um, it seems like, you know, and talking about watching the, the one from last uh, week too with Doug, kindness seemed to be um, this this action, you know, kind. Uh, Doug actually mentioned something that they do at their congregation, Estes, um, that they do random acts of kindness. It's kind of, we use that phrase, acts of kindness, and it, it kind of is that. Kindness is a is something that you're doing. And uh, I feel like goodness is more of an intrinsic value of, of something. If something is good, it's not that it's doing something to be good. It's that it is good. Um, and that's what we see uh, throughout Scripture, too. And there's a lot of different uh, verses that kind of back up that biblical idea of goodness, that, that state of being. Absolutely. You know, kindness is is part of it is kind of a, a lifestyle where we're trying to, you know, be kind to others. And it seems a lot of kindness is is directed toward others. And I think goodness is more inward focus in the sense of not me focused, but am I being just good? And, and mm -hmm. what does that mean? And uh, I looked at some definitions and uh, according to some linguists, you know, it says goodness is more of a, a moral judgment behavior. You know, goodness is striving to achieve good, you know, some good moral behaviors and ideas. So it seems that it's it's almost a, a, a way of being, not just a lifestyle about how we treat others, how we interact with, with those around us. But goodness is really just who we are, you know. And, and you know, this podcast is about, you know, being more like Christ. And that's a transformation, you know, each and every day. And here, you know, a, a minister, a friend of mine, Josh Fowler, said goodness deals more with that core value. He says kindness is maybe an expression of that goodness. And, and, and I can see that for sure, because if we have that good moral behavior, if we have that core, that core value, we're going to be kind to others because of our goodness, because it's right. You know, just because someone treated us poorly or maybe just because someone did something that was not appropriate doesn't give us the right to treat them poorly. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what they did before. What matters is now how am I going to treat them now? And you know, I think I'm, that is shown in, um, in God a lot through, through Scripture and through what we'll see in, in a lot of these verses is it's that, yeah, he has that part of him that is who he is, and then it's shown in things like kindness and mercy, and it's because of that, that goodness that is a part of him. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, Psalm 100, you know, says, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Mm -hmm. Those are three things. Because he is good, it's not a he, he's being good. It's not right. a description of his action. It's a description of his nature. You know, his, like, like uh, what Josh said here, you know, his core value. You know, the Lord is good, and because of that goodness, his steadfast love toward us endures forever. And then what? God's faithfulness. You know, mm -hmm. we don't think about God's faithfulness very often. We think of our faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And uh, Travis says hi, by the way. So, Travis Creasy. Oh, hey, Creasy. <laughs> but I think those, those are things we, we have to, to really understand, you know, like what Romans is saying. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Why? That the testing of your, you know, the testing you may discern what the will of God is and what, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yep. And I think that's what we have to, that's what we're all about is if we're trying to have good fruit, 
goodness has to be a part of it, which means we have to have those intrinsic core values that you know Josh was talking about. You mentioned Psalm um, 100, and it made me think of Psalm 23 too. Uh, you got the last verse, I think verse six of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Um, but the, the beginning of that, you know, is talking about how because he's the whole the whole psalm because he's being guided by God and because he's being led by God, then those attributes are going to follow him in his life. Those attributes that come from who's follow, who's who's guiding him and who's leading him, and that's how goodness and mercy follow him because those traits come from the the one who's leading. Yeah, I think I like what you brought up there because because that means. We not only I mean, we're supposed to be being led by God, but that means we have to allow ourselves to be led. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, oh, I'm going to be good myself. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to be kind myself. I'm going to be without God. All of it falls apart. Right. And, and here, you know, you know, like the whole Psalm 23 passage says, you know, he is my shepherd, which means he is now who I'm following. And, and I should know his voice and not follow any other voices. You know, uh, I heard someone once say they asked a, a shepherd because they said they would a lot of shepherds would come and their flock would mingle in the I don't know, not f- I guess meadow, field, plain, the grass field to eat food. You know, that they, they, they would be munching on whatever they were munching on. And he said, how do you know which ones are yours once they all kind of mingle together and there's multiple multiple herds? And he said, because they know my voice. And, you know, when, when, you know, Jesus says, you know, my sheep will know the shepherd's voice. He, he was, he was using an actual pretty good analogy because then mm-hmm. they each made their own, I don't know what kind of call or sound. And then all the sheep kind of went toward their shepherd as they left. I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, sheep aren't the smartest, but sheep know that much. And, uh, so hi, Paul. <laughs> But yeah, go through and, and research some more uh, stuff about sheep and, and shepherding before we have this conversation. I should have, but that, that's but all I know. That's all I, I, I know. But either, I mean. <laughs> but as we're talking about goodness, and, and we would love for you know again those who are watching to to kind of help us figure out what that goodness is and, and how not just how God displays His goodness to us, but how can we embrace God's goodness and make it part of our core value. You know, like Josh was saying, you know, that way kindness can be that expression. So love can grow out of that goodness. And uh, I I think, you know, there's lots of people we could look at in the Bible. But before we get there, you know, I I think we we have to mention Ephesians chapter 2. You know, I I think we have to look at Ephesians 2 and maybe even, yeah, you know, where where God, Paul's writing and he's saying, you know, we are his workmanship. I like the translation that says we are his masterpiece. You know, we are his prized creation. You know, we are, you know, the Michelangelo statue. We are the Mona Lisa. We are Starry Night. No, we are his prized creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Again, for good works. You know, we are created to be good. You know, we were created to to become, or we're like to be like Christ, to be like God. In his image. And I know you and I were talking about that before we got on, and, and I'll let you kind of take it away with, with what you have here. Yeah, and in um, back to Psalm 23, too, you've got the idea that he's following um, the shepherd, and he, he kind of not only does it, – it's almost the idea that 
not only do the traits of the shepherd um, follow uh, the psalmist, but that he kind of replicates that and he seeks that. Um, they're following him and, and he's looking for it. And he repeats that throughout many of the other psalms. In terms of, you know, being created, you know, goodness, we go back to Genesis uh, chapter one and two. You think about all of the times. I mean, there's, I think I counted maybe 14 times that um, that the word good is used um, in Genesis one and two about God's creation. So he made this thing that came from him again, you know, the idea of, of the source and that being part of who he is. He made these things and because they came from him who is good, they themselves are also good. And that created this, this world that, that we see. And that's why we say, you know, that, you know, the world wasn't made corrupt because the world came from a good God. And the good God can can only make good things. Mm-hmm. And and then you you mentioned when we were talking, you know, because we were created good, but then there seemed to be after you said after the fall, how how long was it before goodness was was mentioned again? Yeah, it was like there were a couple of maybe sporadic uh, mentions of the word, but it wasn't in a positive sense. So in chapter one and two, you know, we got all these char- these instances of of um the writer using the word good to describe god's creation yeah then we have a big period of probably until i think i found 26 so chapter 26 it's not used in a positive connotation um for that many chapters 23 chapter break you know in there there are a couple times but it's always used in terms of like something looked good to eat or good to the eyes or something so it's not really it's more of a lustful good than it is intrinsically like part of what it is so that it's almost you know after chapter three it just changed everything because god made things good and then humans went and messed that up then it it fundamentally changed the the earth the creation and everything that was good at that one time it's like it had been defiled well goodness was was no you know it wasn't good anymore because man ceased to listen to god you know paul mentioned here um hey paul he said sheep are not the small uh sharpest animals in the animal pool he goes that's why we need a shepherd and he mentioned john 10 20 through 30 about if we listen to him we will follow him you know if we listen to him and if we follow him no matter what we will be protected and you know you see in the beginning what chapter you know one two three you had the perfect creation god's plan a which was man in the garden him walking with man perfectness and then man decided, and what with one rule, really, well, a couple rules, you know, be fruitful and multiply, you know, till the ground and don't eat that tree, you know, okay. So one restrictive rule, don't touch, don't eat that tree, right? That, that's a pretty simple rule, you would think. But the minute they decided we don't need to listen to God, we'll listen to this other, you know, voice telling us kind of what man has wanted all along and what man still wants. God just doesn't want you to be like him. You can be more powerful. Life's all about you. Doesn't mm-hmm. it look good? It's yours. Have it. You're not really going to die, you know, and, and all these things. And, and instead, they weren't, that they lost sight of who they were following. They lost sight of goodness because of what appeared to be good to the eyes. So sometimes what we perceive as being good may not actually be good. You know, mm-hmm. things that we say, oh, this looks good, when we start to think selfishly, 
and say these, you know, that's when goodness starts to get more muddy instead of actually following what God says is good. Right. Because goodness comes from, from godly characteristics, selfishness is not a godly characteristic. Therefore, it's not good. Um, and that's also this whole thing of kind of the creation, God creating things and then being good is a theme through the rest of, of Scripture, too. Um, you know, we go back to Romans chapter 12. You think about the, the words it's using. It's talking about transformation and renewal. And that's how you determine what's good. It's by completely changing um, this, this messed up state that we're in. You have to completely change that before you can um, know what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, another thing, you know, in, I think it's first uh, Peter four 19. Um, we've got an example um, where, where Peter says, you know, we've got to entrust our souls to a creator, to a faithful creator while doing good. Again, you know, he could have said, just trust our souls to a, to God, you know, but for some reason he chose creator. And so it's interesting that this is kind of intentionally carried out that creation, renewal, regeneration, transformation is linked with being good. And that's how you find that again. Definitely. And, and I want to switch gears a little bit to look at maybe an example of someone who I, I think was a, a great example of what it means to be good or what it means to exemplify goodness. And uh, he's one of my favorite characters in really the whole Bible, which is Josiah. Mm -hmm. uh, Josiah was one of the youngest kings. We know that. And uh, he became king when he was just eight years old. And uh, if my if my math serves me correctly, uh, when he was when he was 26, so that would be 18 years into his into his reign. If mm -hmm. I'm not the best math person, um, no. yes, it sounds better, Caleb. I I had some, I had my uh, computer audio on and the mic was picking it up. So if there were some issues, hopefully y'all can hear it better now. And um, but hopefully into his kingdoms, um, into his kingship, something happened. And, and that's where I think we want to focus on, which was Josiah and them. They were cleaning out, uh, yeah, and they found what the book of the law. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they all of a sudden went, what's this? Ooh. You know, and, and, and I think that's kind of absurd. You know, if we think about that to try to, comp you know, what, what would that be like today? That would be like someone finding a church building that was full of junk cleaning it out, finding a Bible, and saying, we've never seen this before. What is this? I mean, now we have the Bible printed more frequently, so it's not quite the same, but it's that big of a deal. It was the book of the law. And, and they went, we need to figure out this. So upon reading it, Josiah figured out, we're not doing anything correct. You know, we've been ignoring what God has commanded for, for a long time now. And instead of just saying, you know, this is going to to become a problem and for my for my power. So let's just act like we didn't find anything, which was could have been very easily done, yep. you know, <laughs> and um, I'm sorry, Josh. And, um, you know, Josh is distracting me with his comments. Um, they, they decided we're going to take what this book said and we're going to implement all these things and make a covenant with the Lord. So mm -hmm. Josiah started by example by saying, we've messed up, and not just we, but I've not done this right either. But from now on, I'm dedicating myself to the Lord. You need to do the same, and here's what we're doing. 
We're going to start doing this. We're going to clean out these people, all these idols. You're out of here. You know, all these, you know, other things. Y'all are out. We're going to do things the right way. And that could have caused him a lot of problems. But because he did that, the people followed, at least for a little while. And mm -hmm. the and the the gods delayed some of the the consequences until Josiah you know passed, but I think that shows us what what goodness is is really all about is making sure that you know we are doing what's right always, mm -hmm. and and that means that might mean that we don't benefit from it, that might mean that we have to change everything we're doing, and uh, that's why you know I like Josiah because because that means goodness is is that is a way of life it, it is that core value that josh was talking about that you know goodness has to be that core value that guides our life we are created for good works not for personal gain right and josiah you think about the steps that he took it was to clean out the temple of what was impure and it was to get rid of the places of worship for other gods and he took all of those things and whittled it back down to what God would want him to do. And so, you know, I think, again, this would also be a theme of goodness being kind of a purity. It, goodness is, you know, God is pure, uh, obviously two different words, but we talked about a lot of these fruits of the spirit kind of meshing together um, and a lot of words meshing together. But, you know, he did these things to, to kind of purify uh, the temple, to get it back to what it should be, uh, to what it was created four and it had been muddied throughout the process and he did these things um in order to make it good again definitely definitely to draw, to draw closer to god too i mean that was just the fundamental principle behind it it was to not just make the temple easier to to walk through because there's not just a ton of idols there you know it was because in his goodness he wanted to find the goodness of god through worshiping him and through leading the nation of israel back to him Definitely. And, you know, and this is also, you know, I love to hear, you know, our audience is, is, is a little more chatty than usual, which is great. And uh, I'd like to hear us talk about now why it seems goodness is so hard to not obtain, but I would say to 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 possess. Because, you know, it's not something we go out and we're going to find. It's something we have to we have to possess as a core value. And, and I think it's something we mentioned earlier, which was just selfishness. You know, whenever we want to do things our way, I don't think goodness can really exist. Now, our, you know, if our way matches God's way, then sure, goodness can exist. But if we leave God out of the picture, goodness doesn't exist anywhere where God isn't present. Mm -hmm. and, and too often, we allow kind of our, our own desires to say, well, sure, I know I'm supposed to do this. Or sure, I know this is, this is maybe a good thing to do. But what I want to do, is it really harmful? And we start to kind of play that justification game where if it's not, it doesn't really seem harmful. And if it's not really going to hurt anybody, you know, why can't I do it? And that, that, that's a dangerous game to play, especially, you know, when we see it today, you know, it really does affect everybody. And we may not really realize how it affects people. And that goes all the way back to Genesis. That was exactly what happened to them. They were <laughs> this one thing and that you know when they tried to be self-seeking that's when that goodness was muddied and i like how you said without god you can't find that goodness because it is intrinsically in him um 
I, I was looking over the page, my page of notes, right when you said that. Titus um, one sixteen talks about because they, you know, certain group of people denied him, they were unfit for any good work. Is what the verse says. So because they set God aside, that made them unfit for anything good. Because without God, you know, there is no good. Uh, Definitely. And, you know, it's kind of like what my dad just put in here. Um, hi, Dad. He, he said, God is good. The, <laughs> the Spirit lives in us. And, goes, and if, like Paul, we get to the point of being able to say, it's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me, then goodness will be what we are. And, right. and I think that has to be it. You know, my desires have to become God's desires. Mm-hmm. And now, does that mean we're going to be perfect every time? Well, of course not. And that's why I'm thankful for grace. That's why I'm thankful for mercy and forgiveness and, and the blood of Christ. That's, that's why Christ came to die for us. You know, but hopefully I can say, hey, you know, I'm going to. And how do we how do we do that? Well, that's a daily transformation. It's yeah. not something that happens immediately. It's not something that we can say, I've arrived. You know, there's some things that I like to say whenever something's happened that I can say, man, this happened which means I must have arrived by now. But uh, it doesn't work that way in Christianity. And it doesn't work that way when it be, in, in transformation. We've never fully arrived yet. You know, right. we only fully arrived whenever we get our reward in, in heaven. Exactly. And, and, you know, but we have to be able to say, it's no longer me anymore. It's not right. about me. And again, just to reinforce the point, why is it that, you know, once we get that, we, we've reached that point when we get our reward, again, because we're with God. And that's that's the reason. That's behind it all. And then it's good again. Right. Then, because, then it's like the garden again because now because, it's been restored. Right. Because of that rest- restoration and that renewal and everything that's been this through the whole, through the whole thing. Excellent. From Eden, Definitely. From Eden all the way to Romans to um, Ephesians and everything. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, I think as, as we look at all of this, I think that the point has to be goodness – really means i mean christ-like you know yeah. goodness is god you know god god-like god godly godly there we go that's, that's the word the i'm word. looking for it's one of the, oh man it's 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 been a day and uh <laughs> but you know it it's not ever that selfishness it's not ever me right and we live in a in a in a world that's in a society that says it is all about you mm-hmm and you don't have to listen to others. It doesn't matter how you treat others. And goodness, I think, will see goodness in how we also treat others. You know, like I think Doug was last week saying, you know, fruit of the spirits don't just, fruit of the spirit, sorry, don't, you know, these characteristics don't just stop. You know, love doesn't, you know, isn't from here to here, and then joy picks up, and then peace. They're not in blocks. They're, they're almost meshed together, mm-hmm. and that's why you, you can't have one without the other. You know, if say, you know, I can't have love without being good. You know, I can't have love without being peaceable. You know, I can't have love without patience. (laughs) And you can't be good without love and without patience. Exactly. So how we how we interact with others and and we're about out of time. So I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But but I think it needs to be said, especially with with recent events, how we treat others is important and how we interact with others is important and, and 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 being godly means we have to to stand up for things and we have to say hey 
you know, this isn't right. And, yep. and I'm going to be godly. And I'm going to, you know, mourn with those who mourn, you know, weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. But above, but above, but above all, I'm going to be Christ-like. And if someone kind of interacts with me poorly, well, I'm going to respond lovingly. You know, Christ on the cross was still saying, what, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, and we need to embrace that type of, of attitude, but we also need to remember that, you know, we need to to embrace also just justice, goodness, love, and mercy. Yeah. And all those things will, because people will then, they'll know us by our love, you know, and that's how we can win the world. Micah 6.8. Um, have I not told you, oh man, what is good and goodness involved, justice, mercy, and, yeah. uh, and things like that. So yeah. definitely wrapped up together. Well, Logan, I'm so glad, uh, you've joined me. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts, uh, before we tell our audience, uh, farewell? Um, you may just kick me off early for this. I don't know, but go Tigers. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, I, I, I can I can get on board with that. <laughs> go Tigers. Go ti G-O-T-I-G-E-R-S. Okay, so not go Tigers. <laughs> okay. Man, I realize I can't do that with you. You can't just, do that with me. Yep, but that's, you know what, I, I'll accept it. But uh, hey, guys, I'm so glad you joined us. And uh, remember, we're here every Thursday and um right here on the crossways podcast at eight o'clock eastern seven o'clock central and these videos are always brought to you by holly hill church of christ and adventures i'm sorry no i did it again and ministry league oh man i have to put money in the jar again guys you have good a good week and uh we will talk to you guys later <laughs>